0: Gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Bulls on Tap. I am your boy Buzz, and I'm joined by my dude Goose, aka Bulls Scripted. We are here after a 115 108 loss to the Minnesota Timberwolves in Minnesota. little house cleaning before we get into this game. Be sure to go to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at Bulls on Tap. Following my dude Goose at Bulls Scripted, and following me at Buzz on Tap. Goose, this was like a game with no face. It, it just, I, the my interest level was minimal, even though Lowry Markin came back tonight, uh, just because nothing good seemed to happen. Um, I don't know how you felt in this one, man, but I, this one just felt like a dagger in my chest. I don't, I don't know why. As the games keep going and the losses keep piling up, it just keeps hurting me and hurting me even more.
1: I'm I'm kind of numb at this point. I'm back to the good old tanking. Kind of content with losses, as long as there's positive development. And that positive development, as of late, is Kobe White. 26 points tonight, 6 assists, 0 turnovers. That's um huge. So, I don't know what more this kid's going to have to do to get the starting nod. Um... Well, Casey
0: Johnson said that wasn't happening. I don't know if you saw that before uh, the game started. Will Purdue had asked him when we can expect Kobe to start, and Casey Johnson said stop asking. It's not happening.
1: Which sounds like uh, Casey being a parrot for Jim. So it's kind of unfortunate because um, we're not getting too much out of Sato lately. I guess he was 10-5-5 tonight, so that's not horrible. But it's not 26-6. and You know, we have Lowry, Wendell, and Otto all on minutes restrictions. Otto ate shit tonight. He was one for eight from the field. Um, Only played 18 minutes. That was ugly. He's clearly not in shape yet, so maybe he won't be in shape by the end of the season. We'll see. But some positives from Lowry and Kobe tonight. Not so much Wendell, though.
0: No, Wendell looked pretty bad all night. Um a I, I couple middies. What was that?
1: A couple middies that yeah, were all right.
0: Yeah, he, he had a couple middies, man, but I, he, just since he's come back, he hasn't looked like Wendell. You know, the, those flashes seem few and far between. I don't know if you could agree with that or not, but it's just, I don't know, man. I, Looking at body language tonight, especially towards the end of the game, you know, it just seems like these guys are just completely beat down, man. Completely beat down. I mean, we, I understand that, you know, we're hurt real bad, but, going up against this this Minnesota team with, with D'Angelo Russell and Beasley, and, you know, I wasn't really too scared of them. You know, I thought that we might be able to pull this one out and uh, get a good win there, but obviously it didn't happen. And I, I'll tell yeah. you one thing that kills this team is the blitzing on on the pick and rolls, man. It's got to stop. It's got to stop. it's not It's proven all throughout the year to not be an effective strategy. This is not college. And I just don't understand why we're sticking with it because, I mean, we're letting so many threes get by us, man. The Wolves were 19 for 43 tonight on three-pointers. You know, every time we blitz a damn screen, that's what happens. You know, we have someone who can't get back to the corner, to the top, to, to you know, really contest a shot. That's just something I kind of picked up watching tonight's game, which killed us. Uh, and going back to your bright side, I'll look at the bright sides. You know, I, I like the way that Lowry played. He's 6 for 10. Um, and then, of course, Kobe White. I mean, that's the only great thing that we could talk about here tonight, besides Shaq Harrison coming out and going three for three from downtown. That's all no, we, yeah, I mean Shaq's,
1: Shaq's jumper uh, has definitely looked better this season. So, props to him for putting work in in the off season. Um, but Nas Reed made Wendell look like shit. And that shouldn't happen. So, hopefully. Him and Otto kind of come back to form and find their consistency because they're supposed to be the anchors on this team on both ends of the floor. So uh gotta see them get right. I don't I mean, I guess Otto's only playing eighteen minutes. So I guess that's the answer to why he's not starting. But as much as I'm content with losses, I need to see a healthy roster soon because I can't I can barely take it.
0: Right, well, I did find it kind of weird too. I know that he's on the limits re- or the minutes restriction and stuff like that, but Lowry comes back right inserted in the starting lineup, you know, auto second game back, not in the starting lineup, no big deal. I mean, either way, it's just you know they're trying to work him into shape or doing whatever they're trying to do with him. It's just God, dude, it's just getting harder and harder. Um, especially what do we got twenty games left. Yeah, I think it's twenty games. Yeah, I, I and to be honest with you, I haven't been counting down this much since last you know last year towards the end of the season I mean it's just I am physically drained dude and like I, I just want to be fully transparent with everybody that listens we do this podcast I love doing the podcast like I, I would I wouldn't change it for the world I think that you and I have done something really cool this year something super fresh that not you know no other podcasts are really doing like after every game usually like a little weekly recap show whatever but God, it's just like if Kobe isn't balling out, we ain't got shit to talk about. Besides Shaq Harrison, <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, not good, Bob. It's um, <laughs> not great, Bob. But 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 Kobe has been doing the damn thing, and that is encouraging. I don't know why he's got these shackles on him. That nope, nope, not gonna start him. I don't want to do it. That's why. That just doesn't make any fucking sense to me. I get he's excelling in the role that he's been in all season. I get that. But we know he can do that. We need to know if he can do the starting point guard thing. And all signs point to yes. So holding him back is just mind-boggling to me.
0: Yeah, I I 100% agree with that statement. Um you know, another thing that I just kind of want to bring up before we move into the next game, because there's not much to cover here for the Timberwolves game. We lost a, a crappy game and just pretty much, you know, game over at that point. But something I want to bring up is something that has been a hot topic. I saw that you and Mark Janowski were talking about Chris Dunn today and what you'd be willing to pay Chris Dunn. Now, you know for a fact that I have had real estate on Dunn Island for two years. I am a Chris Dunn guy. I don't necessarily agree with a four year, $40 million contract for Chris Dunn because out of 249 possible games for the Chicago Bulls, he's uh, appeared in 149 of them or 148 of them or something like that. I have the math on my Twitter. I, I am not a big fan of paying guys that can't stay healthy, and that goes for Lowry Market and Wendell Carter Jr. as well when their contracts come up. If they, you know, they need to be above and beyond to get a huge contract extension uh, uh, for me or even a matched offer and restricted free agency. But um, just something I want to bring up about Dunn real quick, I think that you could see with how Sato has performed this year, hasn't been good, that it, this isn't just a let Chris Dunn walk kind of thing. I think you really need to take a good look at bringing him back and i think you'd be the front office, front office would be ignorant not to.
1: All right. Well, here's my thing with that. If Chris Dunn is receiving offers from teams at 8 to 10 million dollars a year, hell, maybe somebody goes off the deep end and offers 12. <laughs> um, like i said, off the deep end. Yeah, right. N- not going to happen, but maybe. It's a shitty offseason and If somebody who's really interested in Chris Dunn wants to scare the Bulls away and they have the money to play with, it's a possibility. Um, In that situation, you could probably negotiate with a team like, hey, you don't have to offer him that much. Just give us a couple second-round picks and, you know, good deal. Chris Dunn's yours. Um, So I think a sign-and-trade is probably something that's going to happen in the offseason. And the reason I'm getting old its not lock Chris Dunn down is 2021 free agency. I went through the free agents class. Yeah, there's some sexy names in there. Um, are they even going to make it to the offseason without an extension or being traded to the team that's going to extend them? Probably not. Right. Um, but in that same breath, the same way that you can get something in return for a player and a it in trade, in the off season when a free agent is leaving a team to go to another team, It's actually a nice thing to do on that player's end to be like, hey, I could leave for free, but instead they're going to give you some stuff for me going there. So you can send Chris Dunn in that $10 million, $8 million per year contract to a team when you're signing a big high-end free agent. So to me, my point is not letting him go for free. You can trade him again after you sign him to that contract. If the There's teams out there making the offers. He has the value. So I just don't think the Bulls are in a position to give shit away for free. I understand uh, Felicio's contract can scare the shit out of everybody because that's holding us down, and it's part of the reason why paying Chris Dunn this offseason is a little wonky. But I just I can't justify letting him go for free in any capacity.
0: I agree with that, and, um, you know, of course, there's people that take shots out there that won't at you, you know what I mean, um, and not just you, but, you know, everybody in general, uh, I, I think that it is the time to talk about this, because there's nothing else to fucking talk about, you know what I mean, like, I'm cool with the contract, you know, it, it, depending on what happens in restricted free agency would done, but, like, you know, a two-year or a three-year contract, but that third year is a team option or something like that. I I, I do feel the Bulls have bargaining power. Kevin Anderson and I were talking about this on Twitter today. Uh, If you guys don't follow Kevin, I'm sure anybody that listens to us does follow Kevin, as they should. Kevin's a good dude. I I really like him a lot. He uh, works for NBC Sports Chicago. Um, He's always putting out a bunch of interesting tidbits on the Bulls, but definitely check him out if you get the chance. But Kevin had uh, said, you know, he could see teams looking to do the four-year, um, $40 million contract for Chris Dunn. Um, and also his agent being like, look at his you know, his on and off the court defensive plus minus numbers. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, that's and That's when I came back at Kevin. Not It was just a discussion, not an argument, but that's when I came back at Kevin and said that if I'm a general manager for an NBA team and you present me his numbers of how elite he is on the court, well, I'm just going to show you how often he is on the court. And that's not a shot at Chris Dunn. He's had some bad luck. You know, I'm not making fun of him for being hurt by any means necessary. He has had some bad luck. Remember the year that he dunked and he broke his face? You know, then he hurt his thumb. What was that, last year he hurt his thumb? And then, you know, this year's now he's got the knee injury. You know, I mean, it's just a bunch of different things. And then if the Bulls do decide not to bring him back, like you were saying, we we are not in the position to give away somebody who is above average, some might say elite defender, uh, we're not a, in any position to give that away. And I think it's totally fair that people are talking about it right now. So instead of me calling persons, because it was a couple people, instead of me calling persons out, I know they probably listen to this podcast, so they can just go ahead and ask to come on our show with us so we can actually have a discussion about it instead of throwing some little fake Twitter bullshit at each other. So i to throw that out there real quick. You have 24 hours to respond.
1: <laughs> well, I don't, I'm not sure what you're even referencing here, but no, for me, I don't think a team is going to offer that, and I don't. I'm not even sure Chris Dunn wants to sign something that long. Yeah, the security would be nice, but I don't think Chris Dunn has lost faith in his own abilities. I don't think he feels he's a eight million dollar a year, ten million dollar a year player. I think he thinks he can be better. So, I mean,
0: I think that's a fair thing to say, because, I mean, obviously we saw in the first year that he's really accepted his role, obviously a jump in his game.
1: No, and that was with a decline in his shooting, which was trending up every other year of his career. So he fell off in the aspect where he was supposed to improve the most, um, but instead he picked up the slack everywhere else because he was failing there. Um, and, And the jump shot is the one thing. That every player continues to get better at. Look at Thaddeus Young. Isn't he shooting like, I know he's shooting over 35% from three point this year. Um, that wasn't something that was in Thad's game to start his career. So th- the jump shot is something that can be taught and or, or at least can improve throughout a career. There's a lot of intangibles that Chris Dunn brings to the table that nobody else is going to be able to just acquire randomly.
0: Right. All right. Well, I mean, I will fill you in after the recording is done about what I was talking about, but I know they listen to this podcast, and I would like to invite them on. I'm just not going to say their names yet because you have 24 hours to respond to this message. And then uh, <laughs> I want all the smoke. Anyway, let's get into game number two, which is the preview. Bulls play the Pacers on Friday, and it's going to be a, a, probably a bloodbath. Um, I'm not looking forward to it. The Bulls are struggling right now, and basically the only glimmer of hope is uh, Kobe White until Zach Levine gets back, and you know Lowry and Wendell and Otto are able to play a little bit more at a cons- uh, consistent minutes, you know, and get and get back into rhythm. But that is the game on Friday. What are you looking for the Bulls to do against the Pacers?
1: I'm looking for Kobe to go off again. Yeah. From what I read, Lowry gets a 10% increase on his minutes, so oh okay, 20 a 22 minute. Limit restriction for the next game. Maybe autos will go up, too. Uh, and we can get a little less Archie. But outside of that, there's really not too much to look forward to. I don't expect Zach to be back. If he was going to rush back, it would have been for a game like tonight against his old team.
0: Right. Well, his so, old team looks a lot different, doesn't it?
1: It does, indeed. Um, his buddy Wiggins is gone. Yep. And... His friends D'Lo and Cat are putting together a cast. So we'll see what Culver turns into. It looks like he's finally kind of coming along a little bit for them. Slowly but surely, kind of how he did in college. Uh, Beasley is stepping (laughs) up with more opportunity. But, you know, um, they're in the West. So they
0: They got a lot of work to do.
1: They got a lot of work to do. absolutely Um,
0: agree.
1: Luckily for the Bulls, they just... Need a new coach and some consistent fucking health.
0: Yeah, no shit, dude. No shit. Oh, well, if you have nothing else to add, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it out to the to the little washout here. Everybody, be sure to go to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at bulls on tap. Follow my dude Goose at bull scripted, and follow me at buzz on tap. We will be back Friday after the Bulls play the Indiana Pacers. Yeah, that's about it, man. Let's go Bulls.